0: Bloody Elbow presents Care Don't Care, the show that determines the most and least interesting fights on upcoming UFC events and sometimes strays outside of MMA into general pop culture. Here are your hosts, Steffi Haynes, John S. Nash, and Eugene S. Robinson.
1: Welcome back to another episode of Care Don't Care, the show that previews the week's upcoming UFC events by determining which fights are hot and which fights are not. I'm Steffi Haynes, and I'm joined by Eugene hey. S. Robinson, author of yeah. Fight, Everything You Ever Wanted to Know About Ass Kicking, But We're Afraid to Get Your Ass Kicked <laughs> for Ass Kicking, <laughs> <laughs> and, and host of the Show Stomper podcast, co-host of the If The Shoe Fits podcast, and owner and operator of the Eugene S. Robinson Substack. Now, normally, we would be joined by John Nash host of the Show Money podcast, co-host of the If the Shoe Fits podcast, owner and operator of the Hey Not the Face podcast and Bloody Elbow's chief financial columnist. But he was too drunk to get up and do the show today. So Eugene and I are running solo. Actually, he's-, and, and he's look, listen, and
2: listen, and the way Steph says it, look, you know, I, I don't mean to be a snitch, but it, it's not drunk. It's jail. It's jail, drunk. Steph is a wonderful person. She's trying to be very political about it. He's in jail. The drunk, yes, that had something to do with it, but jail is where he is. It's a real nice place to start, and hopes and prayers go out to John Nash that he gets out for the variety of charges that he was arrested for.
1: (laughs) Probably eating too much of mom's turkey. John John is visiting his parents. He's been there all week. But... Yeah, yeah, like like
2: they don't have phones and computers where his parents live in jail.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So we are going to look ahead to UFC Orlando, but we're going to take a quick walk back down memory lane and look at UFC Vegas 65, where we all tied for first. (laughs)
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah, 'cause Cause we had no cares on the card. So, uh, and that abortion of a card when we lost the, there was a confusion with Derek Lewis and then the skin and the stomach and then the hospital and he's back, he's in, he's out. And uh, and then, of course, on yeah, Kudalaba being Kuda Kudalaba and Kennedy getting another lucky buy. And it just, it was, uh, uh, yeah, you know, the bright spots in the card all throughout. But uh, in general, if you had something better to do, you did so. You know how I know everybody did that? Because none of you texted me, oh, Eugene, you got to really watch this one. Eugene, you really got, I didn't get any of that. Not any. And I can't blame all that on Elon Musk either.
1: <laughs> well, we are going to, a quick rundown of it though because there were a couple of really standout moments particularly the very first fight natalia silva absolutely starching that big girl teresa bleda and teresa bleda was a huge favorite going into this fight and boy did she learn in in 87 seconds of round three she learned you don't mess with Natalia Silva. <laughs> my god that was highlight reel material excellent way to open a terrible card
2: i think i did see that one but it's always because you can see the highlight and the highlight is that shot in the third round yeah yeah yeah, that was uh yeah that was well delivered
1: indeed uh brady high
2: however however it should be said that i will not remember her name next time
1: but i will remind you because thank you she definitely stood out yeah Uh, thank you brady high standard what he was supposed to do he beat fernie garcia unanimous decision was not a bad fight vanessa demopoulos beating maria Oliveira, and and she had a little bit of a comeback herself but i like this girl she's bubbly she's vivacious she's she's harmless except for the fact that she likes to leap into the arms of whoever is interviewing her after the fight, be it Joe Rogan or Michael Bisping, because she's done it twice now. But I And worry... she
2: issued a warning to Paul Felder that his turn is coming. I saw that, yeah.
1: I worry for her a little bit, though, because what if she leaps into somebody's arms and they have a bad back or something like that? What's going to happen when they both go crumbling to the canvas? <laughs>
2: Well, so you were thinking about it on a different level than I, than I was thinking about it. Where I was thinking she started to rate there. She said, "Well, Bisping was kind of tentative the first time, but then the second time, like he made up for the he made up for his being tentative the first time she jumped into his And I was like thinking, "You know what? You know what? You just made things kind of uncomfortable at the Bisping household because it would be at my household." Oh yeah. It's like oh, so he seemed a little more comfortable second time around, huh? No, babe. I was just ah, uh, oh, oh, you were just, you were just what, <laughs> you know. So I, I really like her, and yeah. I, I like the the words that you use. A great Russ Meyer words, vivacious. I like that, and and she is um, she's got she's got that it quality, mm-hmm. and I like I, I'm I am um, I, I I think she understands the mission, yeah. which is all that bubbly shit still works. Until you start losing, you know, um, you can't, don't go out there and get Paige Van Santen and let the cute, you know, the cute horse get behind the cute cart. Right. It's gotta be the horse, then the cart, not the cart, then the horse. So keep winning and all this shit is fine. It works perfectly well. You start to lose and it becomes a weird sideshow. So, um, um, yeah, I, I like her as well. I, I feel uncomfortable with the, the, the oopsie trading on her her day job as a as a as a stripper. I think there's a certain stink of dishonesty about how they deal with it. But um, I, I like the way she's dealing with it. So
1: yeah, and the other thing about her that I really enjoy in her fights is that adversity and her are best friends. Because yes. Because she she never gives up i do not care if she's been on the bottom for 14 minutes she's never giving up that girl is fighting constantly i mean she is really one of those people that is a tooth and nail fighter she puts every single ounce of her into her fights and I, i enjoy it it comes across well and she's winning and for her it must be a struggle because she's 34. You know she's not a young girl, but she's young to the sport. So Mm-mm. you know she's already got an uphill battle. So I I appreciate her a whole lot.
2: However, however, wherever she trains right now, you you gotta understand that um, a certain a certain dollop of celebrity starts to change everything. Yeah, you know, yeah. Co- coaches are putting in the the quality of the time that they're putting in has fundamentally changed. And if it and if it hasn't, she needs to change gyms.
1: Mm, indeed. Uh, Ricky Torcios defeating Kevin Natividad. That was a solid, good fight. And I was a little upset that they gave out performance bonuses, but no fight of the night bonus. Because that fight would have been perfect for fight of the night. The scrambles were insane. That was a killer fight in and- man, the UFC needs to stop doing the these fighters like that because they got robbed of a good bonus there, I think.
2: Yeah, and I'm also super suspicious about this charm offensive that they're running for the bald one. I think he probably, it seems like he probably just discovered Q ratings and, and, and you know, uh, apropos of a minor fluctuation in his Q rating, there have been all these uh, supposed feel-good stories about the bald one, mm. and the most recent one being that they tracked down the, the creepy and well-deserved blast on the guy who threatened uh, to rape his 16-year-old daughter, um, but But uh, it seems like to me that story was old and well standing and I just, the timing of it, I find curious, but yeah, they need to, they need to, it's just easier in my mind, just be nicer to the fighters. It's easier. Why don't you do that instead of like holding this imaginary line against, you know, greed and they, and they've got their, you know, their foot soldier and sugar Shane O'Malley saying, I think most managers are full of crap. Okay. All right. I guess you would have to say that. Wouldn't you, you know? Um, I mean, Dave Chappelle did something recently. He's like, here I am, 28 years old, sitting at a table full of executives, and I have to hire somebody to explain the contract to me, you know? Um, So I I don't imagine it's any better for fighters. Sorry, I went went on a tangent.
1: No, it's all right. Absolutely. All right, we're going to move on. Miles Johns defeated Vince Morales, and that was a terrible fight. That was the one fight on the card that Well, there were two on the card that I did not like, and this was one of them. I mean, okay, it happened. Next. Uh, Jennifer Maya and Marina Morose had a very good fight, though. Jennifer Maya looks great. And I love that still that's going around with her foot. Smashing Marina Morose's face, that's
2: the <laughs> <Yeah>. best graphic. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, as much as I like it for her, I often think about it from the point of view of the other person, like, cause we've seen it with Frankie Edgar, mm. you know. We've Tony seen Ferguson. It with, yeah, man, it's like, oh God. Even Randy Couture back in the day, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, and Peter Belfort, another one, another foot in the face shot, so. Mm.
1: All right, so Charles Johnson defeating Zalga Zumagulov. This was a good fight, and I kind of feel like Zumagulov got the raw end of the deal. I thought he won that fight. There's been a couple of fights that he gets the raw deal on, and it kind of sucks because he's come a long way since he started. And Mm -hmm. he gets better and better, and he's a good little scrambler, too, and he's he's durable. I don't know. I just think that Charles Johnson kind of ran away with a decision he shouldn't have.
2: Mm -hmm. I didn't see it.
1: All right. Next up, for me, this was my main event. Jack Della Maddalena. Defeating Danny Roberts, I mean, it just took him three and not even three and a half minutes. The dude's boxing is just amazing. Yeah. They need to yeah. give him a top 15 guy. Stop handing him guys just outside or on the fringe. Put him in there. The guy is a killer.
2: Mm-hmm. hmm Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean... <laughs> Um, did he call out in, I don't remember. Did he call out when they give him the obligatory, you know, who would you like to fight next? Did he name, did he put a name in there?
1: You know, to be honest, I can't remember myself. I'll have to go back and revisit that. But I want to say no, because I think I would have remembered if he had called out anyone.
2: Well, the funny thing is, like, you've had you've had various oofsy mouthpieces say that they hate that. They hate that when somebody doesn't do a call-out. You've been given the mic, make a call-out, help us build the fight. But then on the other hand, if you've been to cage-side or backstage to any of these fights or a post-fight presser, there's free flow of movement. You know, you actually come up on the cats that you could... You know, it's not like you talk about them and you never see them, you know? Uh, so, I, I understand I understand, um I understand the Sinatra keeping the party polite thing, but you know, everybody in it should know that there's a certain element of show to this business. So you should show up and pick somebody. But uh, if you're gonna leave it up to uh, the, the, who's the cat, Uh, Sean Shelby, also known as Keith and the other guy Maynard, you might be waiting a long time.
1: Yeah. I have to, uh, I will have to go back and revisit because everything is a blur. I've watched a lot of fights since then. So I will definitely mm-hmm. have to go back on that one. But then we get to old man Salikov absolutely destroying Andre Filo. And for those out there saying Filo might just need to get back on the regionals or that he's still fresh, he's not fresh. Listen, he's fresh yeah. to the UFC, but he's got 22 fights under his belt. That's plenty yeah. of experience to get your fight IQ in order and get all your I's dotted and your T's crossed. And his yep. are clearly yep. not yep. there yet. So yep. if we're sending him to the regionals, he's got a lot of work to do to come back.
2: Yeah, I, and I, I didn't pick this fight, but I, I I had been tempted to pick because of him, and so I'm glad I didn't.
1: Yeah, because he's been so hit or miss. But I mean, that's um, mm. I believe he's two, two and three in his last, yeah, something yeah. like that. I can't remember. Hang on, let me take a quick look mm. here. Um yeah he's he's only got two wins in his last 5 uh, yeah, which is yeah. all five of his UFC fights and this just gave him two losses in a row and both of them i mean Uh, Jake Matthews was just beating him from pillar to post and then Mm he knocked him out in round two and Muslim Salikov was beating him pillar to post and he knocked him out in round three. I mean, there were a couple of moments that uh, I will give him this. He had a couple of moments against Salikov where that I was a little concerned, but Salikov shook it off. And Mm -hmm. you know what old man's strength is real. Talking to an old man. Uh, I was (laughs) was leaving the. (laughs) Yep, definitely. And you know, Salikov looked pretty good in there too. So Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. all right. Now we get to the co-main event. I can't even believe I'm uttering these words. Waldo Cortez Acosta defeating (laughs) Chase Sherman. And you know, if Chase Sherman had a gas tank. He might be all right because he always has a good first round. And then he shifts the bed and looks like he, like he was pulled out of the audience to go in there and fight. <laughs>
2: yeah. Yeah, you know, uh, I got, you know, the, com- uh, the community of uh, MMA commentators, we s- communicate with each other. And I got a lot of, uh, I got a lot of Chase Sherman like, what? Like Dark Star references to Chase Sherman. Like, he's still fighting? Like, what? He, what? Why is he, you know? And I was like, yeah, man, I don't know. I don't know. You know, maybe they just like the name. Maybe it's just one of those things you like the name, you know?
1: Well, with Chase, there, there's a reason. Okay. they, they cut What's him. the reason? They cut him. He goes to the regionals. He's a regional fighter. He's like a, a guy that could probably be a champ on the regionals. But they send him out. Yeah. He racks up several wins. He comes back. But the thing about Chase is he always says Yes. Short notice, one day notice. It doesn't matter. He always says yes. And he's such a nice guy. I feel for him because he is the yes man. And they, I mean, I just wish that he had a little bit more athleticism than he does. He's a hard worker. It's clear. But you know
2: I, na- I i I named a side project uh, I use that a thousand ways to say yes mm. <laughs> but in this is it's probably a good reason to say no <laughs> if I haven't traded for the fight you know maybe I'll let this one pass but you know there's a reason he keeps getting called right so
1: yeah but
2: which you, you have na- which you have you have named
1: yeah, but I don't know if he's gonna continue getting the call because in his last five he's won a single fight. And that was, uh, believe it or not, it was the fight just before this one, you know, he, he, um, he knocked out Jared Vendorov. Also
2: it changed, it changes his competition. Like if you, if you're fighting Chase Sherman, you know that losing to Chase Sherman looks bad. So you're fighting him with a different level of intensity, I imagine. So it's not like his competition is going to get any
1: easier. Exactly. So now we get to the main event: Kennedy <laughs> and Chukwu defeating Iwan Kutalaba. And here's what I like about this fight: it was easy. Okay. It was easy to pick because you mm-hmm. have two two guys here who are very well Iwan Kutilaba should not be green Kennedy Juquo is you know understandably green he's very new to the sport he's just had a few fights in in the UFC I think he's had three he's uh, I believe he's won two of the three he's getting better too but he has a lot of natural gifts okay he's had five fights excuse six, six seven eight nine. No eight eight fights he's won five of them, so he's on a two two fight win streak. Carl uh, Roberson before this, which is a pretty good name. Um, Iwan mm-hmm. Kukalaba. He's also beating. He's also beaten Carlos Olberg. The one single loss that Carlos Ulberg have has is from this guy. But what I like- from the how how what
2: how the fight go? How did he beat him again? I don't remember.
1: Who Olberg? Knocked him yeah. out in round two. See, that's right. Wow. Let me tell you a little bit about Njukwu. He's he's a little bit green because all of these fights he's literally racked up in a two-year span. He fights yeah, right. a lot. I mean a yeah. whole heck of a lot. But he he got on the mic and he told you, look, I have a long way to go. I understand that, but I'm willing to do the work. And he yep. did something else that I like too I, I when you talk about you got to get on the mic, you got to call somebody out. If you're not going to do that, you need to say something that sticks. And what he said next stuck with me. He said, listen, I know you guys want me to call somebody out. He goes, but those blood feuds, those rivalries and things like that. He goes, it's just not me. He goes, I can't. Basically, he was saying I can't fake the funk. He goes, I just want to get better. I just want to get in here and feed my family. And I yeah. just love that the honesty that he came forth with, especially the very first thing he said was, you know, I know I have a long way to go. I know I'm green. I will put mm-hmm. in the work. And he does. How 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 old is he? Uh, let's see here. Kennedy is 30.
2: Yeah, I don't, it's not like I'm down on the guy. I just haven't been as impressed as 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 I feel like people want me to be with him. But I, what I like it, what I do like about him is that he's educable, mm-hmm. and that 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 makes a big difference. And like I said, you've seen this particular. I think it's a it's a phenomenon with African fighters. You see, Czech Congo, Czech Congo gets better. You yes. see, you know. Uh, any 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 Uzman, you know, even though there's the recent spate of losses, you know, Usman, These cats all whatever you need. When they stumble, they come back better, you know. And Ganu, um, I mean, I don't think people it's because of the UFC's weirdness that that last storyline hasn't been a bigger deal hasn't been made of. You're talking apex predator, and both of your knees are blown out, and you take the fight anyway. This is the kind of guy that you want fighting for the company. You make that storyline. I thought this was a major missed PR opportunity, but educability is a big, big factor, a big uh, indicator for me of future successes. So
1: Yeah, and he also has hellacious hands. I mean, the mm. dude has a, a one-hitter-quitter in him, and he's durable, too. He, he overcame some adversity in that first round because Ewan was lighting him up. And that's the yeah. other thing about this fight. Ewan has all the gifts and he has quite a bit of experience but his fight iq is in the goddamn cellar because he went in there and the first thing he does is he starts tearing kennedy up on the feet i mean he had him against the fence wobbling what did he do just inexplicably stops and shoots Why? It was like maybe a minute into the fight. I know you weren't gassed that fast. But
2: his you know, he easy with asking why because then you know guy like me his mind starts to wander over to conspiracy land
1: no i just think he no no i don't i don't look <laughs> at it like that <laughs> you've what encouraged saying, it,
2: you encouraged it now i'm already there no
1: what no. i'm trying to encourage is yeah. that we have a, a pattern with him yeah, of yeah, making yeah. stupid mistakes Constantly, I mean, his fight IQ is non-existent. And it sucks yeah, yeah. because he's got heavy hands and he's got great wrestling. Because mm. he was also, you know, wrestling the shit out of Kennedy before uh, the, yeah. the stoppage. But the point I'm making is is that we have an established pattern with Ewan that he just makes the shittiest fight decisions. And he's yeah. probably going to get booted over it.
3: Yeah, because he yeah, yeah, yeah. Wins. That's right.
1: So anyways, that's going to take us out of UFC Vegas 65 and into UFC Orlando. So Eugene, please do us the honor.
2: Crybabies, bedwetters, greedy bread gobblers, work shy individuals, malingerers, fault finders. This has less to do with your skills and uh, your skills and talents as a fighter, much more to do with the marketing you have to wait, put behind you by the overlords that are now no longer failed folks, uh, IPO folks at Endeavor and or the Baldwin, the oofsy, Uh As usual, the solution is simple. If you don't like being on a don't care side of the equation, fight an exciting fight until then. Don't come crying to us, bedwetters.
1: Now this man, this card is actually better than some of the pay-per-view fodder that we've gotten recently. Mm-hmm. Like this upcoming pay-per-view card, UFC 282, this particular card is better than that one now that Yuri and Glover have fallen off of it.
2: Yeah, that was a weird, a bit of weirdness. So I, I, I took a brief glance at the card and predict I'll, I'll have about four cares, but I, I, I'm not as enthusiastic about the card as you are, I don't think.
1: Okay, well, uh, let's go ahead and get started then. Uh, as always, we are working from the topology Quick Sheet from mm. the bottom up. As always, belt order is subject to change. Okay, so we've got a ladies' strawweight belt. Well, all strawweights are ladies, but, anyways, Yasmin Warigi taking on Estela Nunez. I don't care. Although Warigi, I mean, uh, she had that. Remember that uh, that last fight? I believe it was her last fight where the, she also fought someone named Jasmine. And so it was some Jasmine. on
2: Yes. Jasmine yeah, I, I remember that. <laughs> I actually do. <laughs> she,
1: she is undefeated. I will say that. But um, I need to see her fight someone a little bit better than Isla Nunez So we'll see what happens after this fight. But no, thank you. Yeah, Um, yeah, I don't care. And John Nash is also passing on it. So next up, Francis. Passing
2: on it and passing out.
1: (laughs) Francis Marshall versus Marcelo Rojo. Don't care. Good fight at Featherweight, but it's way outside of relevancy. So none of us are giving a care. Mm -hmm. Next up, Natan Levy versus Gennaro Valdez at 155. Don't care. Charming. I almost
2: care, cause I'm a big booster for Israeli fighters, but yeah. I have to say, honest to God, I don't care on this one.
1: All right. Next up, Tracy Cortez versus Amanda Hebosh at flyweight. Now this one's interesting. You have the future Mrs. Brian Ortega taking on Amanda Hebosh. Hey. Um, both real scrappy fighters, but just out oh, of- wait, 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 wait. Who, who's, who's he marrying? Oh, Tracy Cortez is engaged to Brian Ortega. They got uh, engaged last year.
2: I did not know this. All right. Oh,
1: yeah. He put a big rock on her.
2: <laughs> okay.
1: Yeah. I mean, that thing <clears throat> looks expensive.
2: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know... <laughs> I can't even tell a story.
1: <laughs> so uh,
2: I'll tell you later about big rings.
1: Okay. <laughs> oh, man, I bet this one's not fit for air. I want to yeah, not that. fit for air at all. <laughs> uh,
2: okay.
1: Uh, but, anyways, you know, I think this might be relevant because of Amanda Hewash. And it's probably going to be a good. I'm going to. No, you know what? I'll pass. But I'm yeah, sure, I'm
2: passing. I'm passing. I'm sure
1: it'll be fine, and I'll watch it. But I wouldn't recommend it. How about that?
2: Yeah.
3: Next yeah.
1: up, we have Jonathan Pierce taking on Darren Elkins. This this is going to be a a banger because Darren Elkins still puts on bangers, and Jonathan Pierce definitely does. But I'm going to pick this. It's also relevant.
2: Who, Jonathan Pierce. And who? Yeah, you dropped out a second.
1: Darren Elkins.
2: Oh yeah, no, I'm not gonna.
1: Uh, actually, you know what? I'm gonna take Pierce. Uh, yeah. Go ahead. No, I'm just saying I'm gonna take Pierce because it's relevant. It's a good fight. It's gonna be exciting.
2: I think Elkins is being laid out for him uh, uh, to d- develop him, but I, I've I, liked
1: who's, who's Elkins fought
2: recently. I've liked his last outing.
1: Yeah, Elkins keeps winning. In his last four, he's won three. Only Cub Swanson managed to to knock him out. And that was in the very first two minutes of the first round. So it it wasn't like he got beat up or anything, but he beat, uh, let's see here, Tristan Connolly, Derek Minner, and Eduardo Garagori, which, you know. But Jonathan Pierce. Now this guy, he's 27 and 10, but he's on quite a tear. He's on a four-fight win streak. Um uh, Macwanamir Christian Rodriguez, Omar Morales, Kai Kamaka. So I, I mean they they're they're basically beating the same caliber of opponents. So this is kind of a pick'em.
2: Yeah, I, I'm gonna pick Elkins. I actually care. He's been fighting with an intensity renewed, like so much so that you're like you have, he, he's so much so that when he does, so you think, Hey, wait a minute. Is this the same Elkins? Mm-hmm. Like somehow, like somehow there's been some sort of life change where he was like, I don't know what I've been doing in there, but I got to amp it up somehow. So All
1: like right. maybe
2: he got a bill and he couldn't pay. It was like,
1: okay. <laughs> oh, okay," You know, You know, I have a funny story about Darren Elkins. I used to do um, a, a little limited series When I first started with Bloody Elbow, it was called Street Fighting Diaries. And Mm -hmm. I would ask fighters when I was interviewing them if they had any street fighting stories. And Darren Elkins probably had the funniest one. He said that he was in a bar and he had just gotten there. So he hadn't even had his first beer, but he had to go to the restroom really bad because they had left from a restaurant and had gone to the bar afterwards. And so... He goes to the restroom and there's a really drunk guy in there and he's trying to pick fights with everybody and everything. And I guess it was an ups, uh, a, a kind of an upscale place because he said there was a restaurant, there was a an attendant, you know, with uh-huh. napkins and things. But anyways, he said the guy had banged into the attendant and was cussing at him like he, the, the attendant had actually banged into him, blah, blah, blah. So he's standing at the urinal and he's trying to sloppily talk to Darren Elkins and he's turning around and pissing on Darren Elkins' shoes.
3: Oh, man. And Darren
1: said that he kept telling him and finally the guy turned around and he pissed on his pants.
3: Oh, okay. That's it.
1: He said, he said, I couldn't help myself. I pushed him. And then the guy came back and swung on him. So he, he you know, swung once and that was all she wrote. But I thought it was kind of funny because, the, you know, he gave him multiple opportunities to stop pissing on his shoes. I mean, yeah, I think that's he, a he nice guy yeah, to do it two balls, times, yeah. three times, you know?
2: Well, you could you could have winnowed that down. This is like the like the watering hole for animals. You could have winnowed that down to urinal fight stories. And one of my favorites is a friend of mine decided to go to a Halloween party in San Francisco uh, in a fully accurate SS officer's uniform. Right. So <laughs> so he thinks, ah, eh, whatever, it's a costume. Nobody's gonna think I'm really like a 1945 Nazi. Well, it doesn't work out that way. People are upset. They're following him around the whole night they're giving him grief he's like you know i should probably go home and change this he lived a few blocks away from where the party was but he goes i have to go to the bathroom so he goes to the urinal and some guy walks up behind him and was like it's not cool man and he's like yeah you know i'm sort of realizing that yeah well i'm gonna fuck you up and uh, my friend was like i don't think you want to do that in any case i'm urinating right now maybe you could like and the guy approaches him. What he didn't know is that my friend was like, a, you know, a competitive Muay Thai guy who then, you know, spun into without breaking his stream of urine, spun into an elbow and then realizes, oh, my God, the Nazi has knocked out this guy in the bathroom. So he panics and he finishes urinating, drags the guy into a stall, puts him on the toilet, closes the stall and leaves. (laughs) What he doesn't know is that the girl guy's girlfriend is waiting outside the bathroom for her boyfriend to emerge victorious. When she sees a Nazi come out, she starts screaming, the Nazi killed my boyfriend, the Nazi (laughs) killed my boyfriend. And so then he has to flee the scene, runs home. Changes his outfit, comes back, and of course everybody's looking for the Nazi. They don't recognize him, and he watches all it all kind of unfold. And the guy, they pull the guy out of the bathroom, and the paramedics show up. He's like, ah, San Francisco. He says, San Francisco's crazy. I go, yeah, okay, man, but you did show up dressed just like an SS officer, you know? He's like, yeah, well, you know, it's Halloween. Okay, well, it's still San Francisco, I guess. Indeed. <laughs>
1: Oh man! All right, back on.
2: Sorry for that. I just it just seemed appropriate.
1: It it was appropriate. We were having urinal stories.
2: Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. Yeah, i Bet you never thought you'd get one of those from me, even if it was by (laughs) proxy of Darren Elkins. All right,
2: right. right. So I'm picking Elkins just for the. the, I
1: got you there. All right, next up we got Michael Johnson taking on Mark Diakiese at lightweight. I don't care. It's probably gonna be a banger. But it's not relevant. Both guys, you know, they're hit or miss, so I don't care.
2: Yeah, they're hit or miss, and they're both kind of on that place and space where I kind of get sad with their fights. Yeah. So I'm gonna walk them by this one.
1: All right. Next up, Clay Guida <laughs> taking on Scott Holtzman. You know, I.
2: Speaking of walking by, I'm walking by this one too.
1: Yeah, I. But I don't mind so much that Clay uh... Guida's still around because he's still winning fights too.
2: Yeah, I don't know. Just the whole shtick. It's it's just we were talking about that today in jujitsu about how about but just how about how it mutates, how the game mm-hmm. or you know, advances or evolves, maybe it's a better word, how it evolves and it just it's just a really weird throwback for me to see Guido Yeah do the same stuff and bouncing around and for it to be half as effective as it used to be.
1: Yeah,
2: <laughs> you know, anyway.
1: All right. Next up, we have a straw. Oh, did
2: you pick? Did you you, Are you carrying and picking somebody or not?
1: Good God, no. Okay, good. good. (laughs) All right. Next up, we have a strawweight bout. Angela Hill taking on Emily Ducuti. I'm going to care because this is a winnable fight for Angela Hill. Emily Ducuti is not a walk in the park, but I do feel like Angela Hill can get this. So I'm going to (laughs) take her. I I, I know it's not really relevant, but I, like you, am an Angela Hill booster
2: well one of us is a little bit more of a booster but i got you i don't know i don't know who but i'm gonna pick angela hill of course
1: (laughs) all right next up nico price versus philip rowe don't care
3: yeah i don't care
1: um neither did john okay now we have eric anders taking on kyle He's at 185 don't care
2: yeah, I was, like, bobbling on the fence and thinking about, like, ah, maybe, maybe. And then in the end, I came back to right where you are.
1: <laughs> Don't care! <laughs> okay, now we get to Jack Hermanson taking on Roman Delizze. Mm-hmm. Almost. This is a good fight. You know, nah, I'm not going to pick it, but it's going to be a banger. Delizze is He's got heavy hands. Jack Hermanson's got yep. good grappling and and good striking too. Technical, um, but uh, I, I'm gonna just take a quick flyer on that because I am gonna care about these these last fights.
2: I well, I don't I don't distrust Delezi as much as I distrust Hermanson.
1: right Yeah, now. right.
2: So I, I'm gonna pick Roman.
1: Oh, you're gonna pick? Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Delizzi.
2: I've been impressed. I mean, I, I, Hermanson He's- has have impressed me enough but not impressed me enough to pick but impressed me enough with the last few that I, I feel comfortable picking this one. It's an exciting fight. And plus, I, the rel- the relevancy scale remember is a gin scale. It's a John Nash scale. I, I don't know what, what he's thinking about it but I I, I want to see Roman Deleitez. Uh,
1: plus Deleitez has a, a little juicy bit of gossip that always swirls around him. Remember Montana Della Rosa and Mark Della Rosa the the Mhm. No, it wasn't them. I'm sorry. I take it back. It's Cheyenne Bays and, and JP Bays. They, okay. they were the married couple. He was at 125. I think she's either at 115 or 125. Might even be a bantamweight. But anyways, they came into the UFC. He was doing bad. She does all right. But Anyways, they split up because she started dating another fighter behind his back. It was Roman DeLizze. She's like living in Georgia with Roman DeLizze, I believe.
2: Well, you know, uh, you know what? I started to feel bad to a certain degree. They did a statistical study and they said that smaller guys are routinely more faithful um. Uh, wow. uh, uh. better partners, more faithful, more doting. And I said, yeah, of course, because, you know, you get a ship, you don't know when the next ship's going to come. But they said, yeah, yeah, allowing for all that stuff, it seems to be global. Yeah, it seems to be global. Oh, yeah, because globally, that's the case. But then, you know, I I, I kind of, I like that. Yeah, yeah, whatever, you know, uh, so... I mean, I, I guess I say that to explain why, when there's been a couple in trouble, I haven't skated in there. If the guy's actually been small, because I know he's probably, you know, I'm a momentary a momentary involvement. Whereas, you know, dude will probably be around for a long time. He's in. He's in with both feet. Now, now, did she leave him for? Did she leave him for a guy who's also 125? That would be uncomfortable.
1: She left him for Roman Zeljce, who is 125. That's what I'm saying. Cheyenne Bays left her husband for Roman Delize.
2: Yeah, I know, but he's in the 125 as I haven't known what weight class he was in. He's 125?
1: No, he's a middleweight. He's 185. Oh, so perfect. That's, yeah, that that makes perfect sense. Yeah, she left little tiny husband for this big yeah. dude. Yeah,
2: yeah, that's you know. And then of course, then there's a whole is the dude holding it down like he should, you know, when the door is closed. Ah, you know, I don't know. It's it's between the couples. It's, it's it's difficult no matter how you shake it. What can you say?
1: <laughs> All right, so now I have to look. Oh my God. <laughs> go. see. Hang on, let me see here. All right. Yeah, he's a flyweight. I, I just wanted to make absolutely certain yep. that I was giving the right information. Yes, he's a flyweight. Her husband was a 125er and she left him for a big old middleweight. You know the thing is
2: you could try May Mae West said it best. You know, you can love a rich you could love a poor man well just as well as a rich man, but why bother? I mean, <laughs> you know, so the guy so the guy's faithful and dutiful if you know, if you don't not like it being there, then you leave. You know, the sneaking around stuff maybe is kind of a drag, but whatever. What can you do? It's not like Roman and he were friends,
1: right? Well, here's the thing. Oh, no. No, no, You said were... the what? Oh, no. Here's the thing, though. The funniest part about it is she just disappeared one day and <laughs> she starts tweeting from Georgia, like the country. Oh, wow.
2: <laughs> wow, 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 wow. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, guys, are, guys have done worse. What could I? I don't know. You know, <sighs>
1: that's a right.
2: battlefield.
1: So now we're going to get to Ty Tuivasa taking on Sergey Pavlovich. What a fight. Man, these next four fights are just really good fights. So I am taking Tuivasa. John yep, Ash me is too. John has taking Tuivasa. I figured as much. This. And I love Tai Tuivasa; he's great.
2: Well, I mean, I see them working. These are both guys who have beaten the uh, Derek Lewis, right? Mm. So, right. So naturally, they should fight. But I, I think Tuivasa's win over Lewis was much more impressive than Spivak. So,
1: you mean Pavlovich? Pavlovich, sorry, Pavlovich. Yep. Yeah. All right. Next up at flyweight, boy, this is a banger and a half grapple fest. 2022 right here, Matthew Nicolau, or excuse me, Mateus Nicolau versus Matt Schnell. Oh my god, Matt versus Matt.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah it's gonna be crazy, I, actually.
1: I was tempted to take Nicolau, and now I'm t- thinking about Matt Schnell. I keep going back and forth, but Matt- I'm I'm
2: I'm feeling okay with Matt Schnell, and I'm gonna have to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: I mean, I just... in um, in July, Matt mm. Chanel had that crazy comeback over Sumaderji, who was just beating the shit out of him. And he came back with that triangle choke in round two, like just six seconds left in the round. Mm. Matt Chanel is one of those guys that can get, mm. get all the way down in the trenches and, and manage to claw his way back. But... Mateus Nicolau, man, this kid is also killer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got to take Nicolau. I, I I don't have enough confidence in Schnell. Yeah, I, I got it. Yep, yep, yep. I'm, I'm going to take Nicolau.
2: I'm taking Schnell because they call right. him Mr. Matt Schnell. He was a football player with the same name, I think. <laughs> that, had, that had his own song back in the 70s, kids. There was a place in time called the 1970s some of us remember it
1: <laughs> all right so john is also taking mateus nicolau all right next up uh, we get to the co-main event hafa uh, hafa dos anjos taking on brian barbarina this is a great fight but i'm taking dos Sanjos. he doesn't lose to anybody that's not a champion or champion quality and he won't yeah. have to make a huge weight cut no nah, I, I gotta take rda
2: I'm in the, I've always been in the bag for him and I'm glad he's there. So, and but I was like, Bob, Bob, you know, as well, you know, Bob, 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 Bob you know, um, but, uh, in Up this your instance,
1: nose with uh, a rubber hose. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's
2: right. <laughs> Good
1: Vinny for Bobarino. you.
2: Yeah. You did, it, you did age out of that one.
1: I, so. I, I was th- a tiny tot. I don't remember it, but I have watched the, um, the syndication, the, the syndication of it in, um, I thought that show was hilarious. I loved Welcome Back, Carter. What? Huh? Where? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> I knew what you were doing.
2: Yeah, yeah, you got it. Yeah, oh. Man, that was that was your volta at his height. So anyway, anyway, yes, I I love Barbarito, but I'm going to pick RDA on this
1: one. All right. Uh, and John is also picking RDA. So now we get to the main event. Stephen Thompson taking on Kevin Holland. I'm taking Kevin Holland. I know John is. Stephen Thompson has a chance here because Kevin Holland can also make some some real bumbly mistakes himself. But I think that Kevin Holland is just going to be a little bit too strong too quick, you know, ages on his side.
2: Yeah, yeah and well, and that, that was Kid Kidnate's line that I was like, it does. Talking about people sell by date. I think Thompson is uh, where he's, <laughs> the sell by date is, is passed on yeah. him now or, or alternatively Diana Ross tell me where the road turns it's already turned Mr. Thompson you know <laughs> straight for Golden Pond you need to any other old guy reference I could I could pull in there you know you, yeah you, you're done you're done ski I mean and it's not it's not it's not bad it, right now it's a gentle slope to retirement yeah, like he he doesn't he doesn't make me feel depressed watching him. So that's that's a that's a, a plus side, you know. On the other side, uh, <laughs> on the other side, you know, don't push it. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Don't push it. So
1: thanks leave, for my new earworm. Leave, what's that? Thanks for my new earworm right now in my brain. Do you know? Where are you going? Yeah. To? It's just lot, blasting in my lot, brain right now.
2: Well that that that's that, that you that's the theme from Mahogany. Tell me where the road turns is another one.
1: Which Okay, why am I thinking of the the Mahogany theme?
2: Uh, Cuz they're both Diana Ross songs.
1: I know, but they don't sound alike, I know which one no. but right now the Mahogany theme is going through my brain. And they do yeah, not sound yeah. alike at all.
2: Yeah. Well, that one, Tell Me Where the Road Turns, was off her big comeback record, which featured the all-time great hit, I'm Coming Out.
1: Oh, yeah. Which she became had an anthem for everybody who's was coming one. out. Upside Down was on that one, too, right? Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. 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 See, I told you I know the one. Yeah. But anyways, all right. And John is also taking Kevin Holland. So all three of us are taking Kevin Holland. And that's pretty much it. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's a wrap. It's done. Right. So I have to ask you, how was your Thanksgiving?
2: Uh it was good. You know, we uh went over to my uh, ex wife invited me over. Um, and uh, so Kasha and I and Cora went over uh to celebrate with. Uh, At least one one of my kids, the other one was caught up in transit and didn't make it It with the ex-wife. And it was all for we did it, pushed it to Friday. And then Lola uh, got to hang with my mom, her aunts, my sisters, uh, one of my sister's husbands, some friends of theirs out in Brooklyn and Flatbush. Uh, And then she drove with the other contingent down to see their dad in DC. So she got two blasts of my extended family. Um, that's where Lola's been. I talked to everybody on the day. Uh, I, they're not holidays that I'm really into, uh, but Thanksgiving and Christmas are are, are massive for me. Um, yeah, because
1: you, know, you get you all know. the family together.
2: Yeah, it be, because of the, like I'm soft on Easter and the 4th of July and I don't really, you know, I'm not really feeling too passionately about it. But this time of year, like, you know, you come... I play Christmas music all year round. Me too. But yeah, but you know, this time of year it's like insane, and I will not brook with any. I like I no, you don't like it. The fuck out! Sorry for the language. Get out if you don't like it. I'm playing Sleigh Bell by Johnny Mathis, and it's got the all time favorite line: That's a happy feeling, nothing in the world can buy." You realize how philosophically revolutionary that is? Yeah. I love I love this time, and uh, it's a dividing line. As if you had a crappy childhood, pretty much you don't like Christmas and I had a great childhood so and it wasn't even about getting stuff you wanted it was just about the preservation of the air of mystery which I liked you know
1: yeah yeah for sure I, I think it's really cool that you and your ex are still very chummy and uh, there's so many couples that split and it's very acrimonious that's cool it that, uh, after these year all these years you guys are still tight
2: Well, it was a conscious decision. So we had a we had a, a, you know, a good marriage while it was good and that we would uh, endeavor to have a good divorce uh, um, because we were both victimized by parents with bad divorces and like that sucked. and Don't want to do that again. So, but it largely um, with, I have very few exceptions of exes who never, ever speak to me again. I've got a few, but those numbers are dwarfed by the people who I'm still routinely sort of in touch with. So, it's a Kasha's chagrin, but but yeah, no, it's just, there's no reason to fight, you know, just cause we want to do different things, so. But Kasha- and, and it's shockingly enough, I'm a reasonable
1: guy. Yeah, but Kasha <laughs> is cool with your ex
2: yeah yeah exactly. so I mean she wouldn't have gone if she if she didn't feel like that was a comfortable place for her to be, so
1: oh, that's so cool. I love that though extended families rock when you can do it
2: yep. right yeah 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 it's nice it's really nice so awesome i mean well you know i mean who knows maybe the dividing line is if you have kids with somebody that's like forever anyway so you might as well just you know
1: yeah but i mean i i could understand if there were no kids and y'all are still chummy maybe kasha might be giving you the side eye but uh with kids and everything yeah, yeah. Different yeah, yeah. Different
2: also, also, your your stuff for Cora rocks. She loves this stuff. She it uh, will not take it off. And so, uh, gosh, you want me to tell you, you, you're like batting a thousand on that one. Aww, Somehow you fi- you figured out Cora's style. So, oh, she's, oh. Uh, the the stuff she gets from Aunt Steph, she loves. She's <laughs> loving it. So,
1: well, I'll make sure she gets something really cute for Christmas then. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and you, have you know what your uh, chocha, which oh. is weird. That's how you say aunt in Polish but uh of yeah, course I know. chocha is yes, in... in... what's that what's that
1: in in Spanish it's something entirely different. exactly that's what I was just about to say
2: <laughs> so realize it's polish the Polish version so uh, Thanks. <laughs>
1: thank you yeah. I'm hoping uh, that it's the Polish version
2: yeah, yeah, I know I know you people oh, who speak geez. Spanish are like what oh
1: uh, yeah. uh, all right, so we are gonna wrap this show eugene tell us what you got going on where we can find you on social media
2: well, I, it's a big. I don't know if I mentioned it last week. I may have. It's a big deal that I got an email from uh, Substack that the "Look What You Made Me Do" Substack, the Eugene S. Robson Substack, is on the bestseller list. Huh? Um, so I got to thank all, all you all y'all listening. If you have subscribed or, or read it, um, but I, they are making a big deal about it, and they seem to think it's big deal worthy. And so I started to get excited about it. I don't know what that has to happen to do it, but having hundreds of readers who are obsessed with it and read it a lot and pass it around has done it. So I got to thank everybody who's listening, who's done that.
1: Paid um, subscriber here.
2: Yep. Yeah, there you go. That's right. So that's, that's to you as well. So the subs, the sub stack this week will be, uh, uh, uh sympathy for the Donald Trump. Uh, I am going to make an unexpected zig and zag. You're going to have to stick to the end. I'm not turn I'm not turning to a Trump voter, but, I'm to looking at this through like kind of an MMA lens in a certain way. And uh, you'll have to walk with me through it to get to the end. And uh, then the show Stomper, uh, which I'll have to give the, the video version to explain so people don't think I've lost my mind. Yeah, <laughs> um, and, 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 and then of course Tuesday, it's uh, If the Shoes Fit
1: all right so there you have it and you can find eugene on social media at eugene s robinson on twitter and mr sleep three the number three on
2: yes instagram. indeed instagram yes
1: yep. all right and you can follow john on twitter at hey the face so on that note we're gonna wrap until next time please stay safe
0: The Level Change Podcast. The MMA Vivis section The Sixth Round Post-Fight Show. Sixth Round Retro. The MMA Depressed Us. Crooklyn's Corner. Exclusive Fighter Interviews. Show Money. Guest Podcasts. The Hey Not The Face Podcast. And Radio Style Play-By-Play for every UFC pay-per-view. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Bloody Elbow. Facebook at facebook.com slash bloody elbow blog and as always on bloodyelbow.com.